listening to CPC Together, a podcast by Central Peninsula Church in the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh, well, hey, hello, everybody. We are here in my office. and <laughs> We're not even, even going to talk through this thing. We are here with Kevin. We're just going to fire up the mics. And we're here with Daniel, hey, who's on our me. kids' team. And we're here with Glendy. Hey, hey. Who's on our kids' team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't sure Glendy was going to say yes to this being recorded business. Right. But I think someone paid her a lot of money. Is that why you're here? Yes. I actually told bucks. her the mics would be turned off, so oh. I yeah. hope that's yeah. accurate. That's yeah. fine. She probably it's won't totally listen. Totally accurate right now. The mics are yeah. definitely not on. Yeah. There is a job Tell posting. Tell me something, sweet thing. Right now. Job posting. It's live right now. Okay. With one of the biggest candy company, candy creators <laughs> in the world. William Wonka? It's a six-figure salary. <laughs> okay. Six-figure salary. To and it's, it's, it's a taste tester. You're the final. Huh. You have to. You're the person who puts your final stamp of approval on any candy they make. So oh this my is gosh, this, this is DJ approved. The right? DJ approved for that job sitting right next to me. And here's the crazy thing, Glendy. Glendy, is it Glendy May. Here's the crazy Glendy thing, Glendy May. I love me some chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mint julep flavor candy. Um, well, be. Anyway, uh, it's so open to. Crazy. It's open to people five and up. <gasps> Are so you tell me I could put Adley to work? Yeah. <laughs> She's bringing home wow. six, six, she six, six like figures. I was Wonka. telling Charlie, our seven-year-old, about this. Like, Charlie, do you want me to put it's your name in? And she goes, yeah, yeah. I go, but just so you know, you have to taste all the candy. You can't. There can't be like, oh, that has a coconut flake on it. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to taste yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. You got to taste it all. And she's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Not for six figures. She needs this seven is like for that. Real Willy Wonka. I know, right? Well, where you, is this job? I yeah. think it's in San Francisco. Huh? I like will drive C's? my daughter. <laughs> no, City. no, no. It's uh, it's it's one of those like distributors that you don't. It's the people that make it, and then they sell yeah. their candy to all the big candy yeah, names yeah, that we know. Sure. Uh, I'll Francisco. look it up. Yeah, I think huh. so. And okay. another Thank question. You. Why do you know this? I love candy. I, so I, what, you up on that news? doesn't answer the question. I'm considering leaving CPC <laughs> to take this job. But you are not five. It, it, it's five up and to up. five. I feel like I can I can beat out some dumb five year old. <laughs> in a group interview sort of. I want to like totally be there. I have a very defined candy palette. I'd be like, oh yeah, well I have a high school diploma. So <laughs> <laughs> Hold anyway, uh, but that still doesn't answer the question. Do you just regularly Google candy jobs? Or well, like, okay. What's your LinkedIn profile like <laughs> that is bringing these kind of leads? I'll tell you exactly why you guys are gonna you guys are gonna judge me so hard for this. We already before. have, yeah. but we probably <laughs> really are trying to beat a five year old. Okay, so from a very um, okay from a very young age, I have enjoyed candy. And there was one particular kind of candy that I'm very fond of from my childhood that I didn't think existed anymore. And that is the candy cigarettes. Not the gum. <laughs> not the gum that you blow on and, you know, yeah, make smoke, like fake powder, that's sugar smoke. That's what I smoke. pictured. What? No, it's the little chalk ones. They like, like, look like a piece of chalk. Yeah. And it's just, it's <laughs> basically like candy. starch and sugar. Yes. And they harden it and you eat it. And I love the smoke it. smoke come out the end? No. Okay. No, but it looks like a little cig. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. So in the at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, we're at home, and there were times so when like we would have recorded like a service, and like 
you know, we're just chilling at home. Mm-hmm. And so I was on my computer one day <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking for, I, I need to find if these exist. Yeah. So I look around. That sounds like a very 2020 moment <laughs> where like it was so low. You were searching for candies. <laughs> like, I, I need a cigarette. Cigarette. something to do. I need to get yeah. me a sig fix. <laughs> um, so I find them. There's a, a much like the person I was talking about, the people I think that make them mm-hmm. and they're selling them. Um, I don't know who they're selling them to, so I can't go find like a pack. And all they have is a uh, 24 pack. And so, did you buy it? Um, I ordered two two cases. What? <laughs> and then my kids this tried is hard sugar, right? My yeah. kids, my kids tried to. This eat This is like them. actively making me sad. I my think. kids would take. <laughs> my kids would take. Um, boxes of them for themselves and I think so they call them hits. They'd, they'd they would take it's hits. just not like the real thing so then i hid <laughs> i hid the cases of candy cigarettes in a file cabinet knowing they would never open a file cabinet i hid them in there and i'd go in the garage and grab a pack and just eat them and i did Freedom. that for like three months of the pandemic until they were gone i ate, ate two cases two of candy cases. cigarettes now what other for the record, this is still have- not answered the question <laughs> yeah, of how I'm you came across this job. Ad. Well, that's the so the answer is now I'm on this candy's like, <laughs> algorithm list because I'm like the only one. <laughs> yeah. like I'm on the list. We with- have a customer. <laughs> I'm, on- <laughs> we have I'm on the list with stores. So stores call them and they're like, "Hey, can I get two cases?" Uh, so Target, prop- Walmart, Seven <laughs> Eleven, Brandon Brand Passion. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Mr. Passion, do you need some more cases? <laughs> So that's why I'm on their list. And they're like, hey, do you want a job? <laughs> wow. Cool. Cool. Yeah. You know what Realizing. I was thinking? I was thinking the most obvious thing yesterday, but I'm going to... Was it yesterday? Yesterday was, was Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, sorry. It was a long day. Um, long I was week. thinking the most obvious thing, <laughs> that we are not a church of only adults. Hmm. That is a pretty obvious thing. <laughs> You, yeah. you need to spend more time down the hall, my friend. Yeah, that's yeah. where you need to spend I mean, some time. You know, you have kids at this church, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like I just feel like uh, I don't know when I see all those kids just sitting up in the at the little circles and yeah. and rugs and I don't know. I just feel like sometimes so when we go to church. We we sometimes just stay in our own world, mm-hmm. and yeah. you guys call it big church. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> and I've been living in the big church world my entire as long as I've worked at churches. Yeah, and so I know, I know that kids ministry exists, and yes, I do have children. Um, but the more I get into the challenges of parenting, the more and more I'm just super glad that there's a group of people dedicated to helping me as a parent on this journey. Um, And you guys kind of have that in your philosophy, right? Like you sort of, you want to partner with families? Is that how how you would put it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, in CPC Kids, we use, uh, it's called Orange Curriculum. And a big uh, part of their kind of ethos is uh, the name Orange. It's not just the founder's favorite color. You know, it comes from (laughs) this idea that uh, the color red is representative of the home. Red being kind of like, the representation of love and comfort and that sort of thing. And then yellow being representative of church and community and like togetherness. So you bring red, yellow together. You think back to first grade. What do you get? Orange. You get orange. I, do you, right. ever, do so. you ever stop to, to wonder why they didn't do 
red and blue and then make purple. Well, blue's sad, so that wouldn't work at all. Blue is sad. Well, that is a... Red is angry. Yeah, but blue's a no. Dodger color. Well, and that's know. a very sad color. That's a very sad color. <laughs> yeah. You mess with a mom, they get a little angry. They get red. <laughs> anyway, okay, so yeah. so we mix red and yeah, yeah, blue, and, and we get orange. Yeah, and, you no. know, red and yellow. <laughs> very profound so far. I know. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, you mix those together, you get this partnership between the home and the church, and uh, really, the way we see it is like these kids come into church for maybe an hour a week if they come fifty-two Sundays. I mean, that's yeah. maybe only true for. Kevin's kids, right? But everyone else, it's like, okay, yeah. at best, we're getting like 50 hours a year with them compared to, well, what are they getting in the home just around the Into clock, the more, right? Yeah. In there every night. And so uh, our view on what we're trying to accomplish is not to get kids to the point that they're spiritually mature. It's to equip the families and our small group leaders that yeah. are really doing that uh, boots on the ground type of work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's so much more that happens like in the home, right? And I mm-hmm. love that that philosophy behind it because it is, you know, it's that old adage, right? More is caught than taught. Yeah, and and that's really, I think, what I uh, hate that. By the way, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, no, no one who's a parent loves that because <laughs> they catch they catch everything, right? <laughs> but they also the, the hopeful side of that is they also catch you know our own passion and, and discipleship for Jesus, and so it's like, how do we then? As you guys are saying, equip parents to to do that work and to lead their families, um, which you guys, your whole team does it so well, so good. And this this week's one of those reminders. There is a um, there's a orange like prop that I saw a mm-hmm. long time ago. It, it was at a different place, I think, but it was a jar and it had yeah. it was filled with marbles. Do you guys yeah. have you guys seen that or yeah, do you yeah, have right. that? We mm-hmm. had that. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was horrible. Well, tell them what the marbles represent. Yeah, right. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Look, I'm totally bleeding. <laughs> Why? Like, Dude. I just looked at my hand, and it's just, like, <laughs> covered with blood. That is, the, that is the red <laughs> blood of the home. <laughs> All we need is some purple, and we could do some orange. You're missing, you're Brent, are you orange? falling apart? Like, what's happening? I itched my leg, and apparently itched a little hard. Yeah, dude. There's like appar- skin hanging off. Apparently, I have newspaper tissue? newspaper skin. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, anyway, you should, no, you should go ahead. We'll, Let's we'll talk. Pause. You go ahead and clean up a little bit. Looks like our broadcast has been temporarily interrupted. You're listening to CPC together. We'll be back in just a moment. Oh my gosh! Back to marbles. Yes, to marbles. We may not leave all of that in. We'll see. Um, so there's a marble jar. It has a certain amount of marbles. Yep. Can, do you? What, what's the whole thing about? Why yeah, did it depress yeah. me? Um, I mean, this is your story, but my understanding is that each marble would represent a week you have with your child yeah. until they turn eighteen. Right? Frightening. Yeah. <laughs> so how many weeks do I have? Let's say I have a baby right now. In this oh, room, that's gonna take you think we can just math. do that math right now? How many Whoa. weeks? With How many marbles? Times do I have? Just be able to. <laughs> Fifty-two times eighteen. Yeah. Nine hundred and thirty-six. That's a lot of marbles. That's, that's when you first weeks. start. So let's uh, how, how let's do your oh, let's do your don't, oldest. No, don't, don't do my that. oldest. Yeah. Don't do my oldest. Okay, let's hard. do my oldest. All right, I'll do it. Okay, do your oldest. Eleven my years is eleven, old. and so, that yeah, we'll just assume she just turned eleven. Seven. So you've got fifty-two. Five hundred and seventy-two left. You have wow. so no. Hold on, I'm sorry. That's right. how many I've had. I've yeah. got seven left. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
This is I don't want to hit enter. <laughs> Three hundred and sixty-four. So you've already had more years, no more weeks with her than then, you'll have. Yeah. Well, yeah, till she turns eighteen. For yeah. the record, yeah, yeah. it's I not mean, like yeah. she goes you know, away forever. It's worth saying this stuff. It comes out of Georgia, you know. Over here, they're not leaving at eighteen. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> yeah, that's true. We, we should adjust the marble jar for like people that stay and living with their parents. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, that's okay. We still have seventeen hundred more weeks. Yeah. It's probably anyway, like fifty years. <laughs> It really is a, a stark reminder, Absolutely. like of of we get this we get this little this little time this where we get to influence. We have the most influence of our kids, and we yeah. want to make the best of that time. And I remember um, a, a couple of years ago having that conversation. Actually, it was last year with Katie about Olivia, um, who's entering high school now, and us saying, "Look, we have to have her start making." these decisions herself like we have Mm -hmm. to allow her like now's the time if we want to start the transition to her making decisions by herself we have to start letting her do that Mm. and and katie and i having that conversation being like okay this is hard yeah like this is hard (laughs) yeah i think glendy's experienced that a little bit with her oldest right not as old as olivia but starting to kind of let him do his own thing a bit more right video game choices yeah how old is Mm. your oldest 10 He's turning 11 in October. Yeah, he's coming into his last year yeah. in CPC Kids. Yeah. It's a big change. It is a big change. Yeah. So how does it affect, uh, what, how does that, <clears throat> how is that process going for you guys? He's a little younger than Olivia, but. Right. It's still unknown, right? Because it's our o- oldest and um, having to allow him to play video games on his own time and, um coming up with its own consequences if he goes over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like there is freedom and he realizes that, um, that, you know, when he does go over his consequences are, are not so good. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't get it the next day or it's shortened. Um, but he also has like ownership of his, um, birthday money too and so mm. with that like robux is um you get to upgrade inside the video game so he was spending quite a bit of his savings in it and drew and i were like hey why don't you save up and buy like a monitor like something you can actually see um and he actually did that yeah. So, nice yeah and he bought a little fan for his laptop to cool it down and just well, if you're giving awesome. him, if you're giving him a thousand bucks per birthday, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's a lot of. You should have no problem. No, no, no. Well, he it's just got a job tasting candy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, No, no, no. He's eating at least three packs a day. Yeah. <laughs> Money is from like all of birthday holidays and yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So map onto this though, because you know the, the reason that we have you guys here is obviously this past week we had Summer XP, which yep. is just a, a brilliant, uh, fantastic week. Um, as I know, I got to watch. My, I had my oldest was helping out. My youngest was uh, participating. Great, uh, it was, she had such a good time. Uh, but map onto like this idea of, again, kind of the diminishing time that we have to mm-hmm. influence um, our kids, and kind of how uh, the strategy of wanting to partner with parents in the the faith development of their child. Like, what is a week like summer XP? Um, how does that play into that kind of strategy? Like, like, talk to us a little bit about how you guys as ministry leaders are thinking through XP. Uh, and then we'd love to hear a little bit, maybe dive in more on 
the content even that that we were able to you guys were communicating yeah yeah um xp is so important on one hand because it gets everyone in the church on the same page for a week right we're all kind of caring about the same thing and there's this intergenerational community that you see sprout up yeah um one example is we had a leader who led for the first time and i believe he is 68 years old and he took That's a group amazing. of kindergartners and he rocked it you know we love did a great that job and what a way to kind of step out of your That's comfort zone. so good um and at the same time we have all these middle schoolers running around and they're crazy and it's yeah. not like they know anything about <laughs> developmental psychology yeah. or anything right <laughs> like they're just trying their best and they do yeah. a great job too and um you just get to see like from age five like you know pretty much your youngest kevin yeah. up to these you know gray-haired people that yeah. are just contributing to the same thing and it's, it's so, so cool to see that picture of it and um tying that into <clears throat> the fact that we have limited time right it's like well then we want to put everything we can into giving these kids a time when they can remember that Jesus is for them and that he wants to be their friend and they can trust him. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I was thinking about, you know, Sandy in take five last week had a great write up on just when she was brought into quote big church. Although yeah. I, I hate using that phrase because yeah, I don't too. think there's a distinction <laughs> between it. Um, but when they come into main service, as I like to maybe call it, um, there is like a moment where kids are catching what it's like to be the body of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. They're watching others worship. And, and sometimes, you know, not every Sunday looks like XP Sunday, like we did this past Sunday. Um, and so they catch sometimes like, gosh, this is strange. It's different. And that guy up there talks too long. Um, I get that often, but, um, <laughs> but it's, you know, again, they're catching so much of what it means to follow Jesus. And I think as I was walking around last week, like what a cool example to see that, you know, the 68 year old serving alongside these kids and, and they, they won't be able to articulate it at a young age, like what's happening there. Yeah. But when they grow up kind of absorbing, man, look at all of these people who are pouring in to others. Like there's something about the family of God that's operative there. Totally. That's so profound. I think that, again, kids are catching. They're not necessarily something we're teaching. Um, it's really, I don't know, it's profound. It's good. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And as I look at my childhood in church, I think we may have talked about this before, Kevin, that like, all the stuff that you guys did, you know, I mean, it was a ton of work, everything that your team put together and um, all the activities and the singing and the dancing and all that stuff is really cool. And it gives us all, gives all the kids something to do. But really the thing that, that has stuck with me through the years of church, it's those, it's the people that Mm. have invested in me. People that started maybe when I was, you know, in junior high or, or younger that I still talk to today that I still want to go to when life gets hard. Um, how do you guys foster the relational aspect, um, of, of the ministry? What do you guys do to help? I assume that you do something because it seems like there's a lot of, there's a lot of emphasis on the relationship, not just fun activities, not just bounce houses or, yeah, yeah, yeah. balloon fights yeah well i mean one comes to mind oh go ahead like the mentor program sure yeah like it's for me um i actually asked caleb and malia during this week i was just like hey if i wasn't at church and something came up and you needed someone to talk to who would you guys go to and first name was daniel and they named every other you know cpc kids core team and it was because daniel showed up weekly um, and just was another voice mm-hmm. in our house for Caleb um, and saying the same, almost the same thing as Drew and I would. 
um, but it was in Daniel's voice. So I feel like that's really huge yeah. to have another voice in the kingdom of God um, to lead and grow yeah, in that good. way. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Let me elaborate on that a little bit. Um, we're kind of working on launching this mentoring program across all next gen, not even just kids. And uh, pretty much just what that looks like is someone that's a little bit older, doesn't even necessarily need to be an adult, just going to hang out with someone for a week or sorry, once a week for a few months. And it's not hard. It's not a big time sink. <laughs> it, you know, I look back and I'm like, man, that was so easy to do. But what an impact that makes on a kid or a couple of kids, if that's manageable. <clears throat> just the way that sets them up for this next stage in life where, you know, pretty soon uh, Caleb's going to have these like questions about life. And uh, those moments in kind of older adolescence where you're like, wait, is, you know, everything I know wrong or whatever. Mm. Just doubts and questions and things yeah. that come up and uh, knowing that he already has that foundation in kind of relationships in the church that's gonna help him move through that uh uncomfortable stage so much easier yeah kev we were just talking last week about how there <laughs> are there are conversations that we want to have with our kids mm -hmm. um that obviously we, we need to have but some of those conversations just aren't going to go as well if we're the ones having them <laughs> yeah. yeah right you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and it's really really um kind of it, honestly it's a little heartbreaking sometimes yep. like yeah you want to talk to them about something and you know like if they hear it from someone else they're gonna hear it yeah. and yeah. if you tell them they're gonna turn on dad lecture face yeah, yeah. and, and um, it's like the exact same thing we'd say but you guys also do the whole format of the ministry is also based in small groups, right? Absolutely, yeah. One of our really key philosophies is uh, the language we use is lead small. So uh, our kids team, you know, we have our uh, four people and we're all putting in the work, but uh, ultimately the four of us, we can only have so much reach. And mm -hmm. so uh, when we say lead small, we mean that the way our ministry is structured is foundationally based on small groups. So about 10 kids that each have one to two leaders and our goal that we're always working toward is that those leaders are the ones that are truly pouring into the kids, yeah, that's good. Uh, even outside of Sundays. And so hopefully that looks like a uh, kid tells leader, my soccer game's on Saturday. I'd love it if you'd be there. And they're in the stands cheering them on, buy them a hot dog after, whatever, something yeah. like that, right? It's so good. Um, and, of course, we try to do similar things, but yeah, like there's just... Graduation. Yeah, there's just too many kids right like yeah. we only have so much reach so yeah when we're able to leverage all these other people that come in and say i want to be part of what's happening in cpc kids it's like well that's awesome what's happening is right in front of you it's kids growing up before our eyes and we need to step in and be a part of that process yeah and that's really the philosophy i think of ministry that we're we're trying to continue to grow on at cpc is again it's not that our task as people on staff is actually to equip the body to yes. do that work, to lead one another. And I think that's a, a great space where we see that uh, in the next gen team where we have these leaders, whether they're junior leaders or adult leaders yeah. who catch that vision and, and you guys get to come alongside, support, encourage, train, like all these things where we can equip those leaders to then do the work of ministry. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And like, that's where I think XP um, people, you know, I, I, I often talk to adults who catch the vision at XP where they see it yeah. in action, like what it means to walk with a kid, um, in these kind of moments um, and that can be ongoing you know what I mean and like not to just make it a pitch but like 
we, we need volunteers. We need more people who want to step up and say, I'd love to lead a, a, a group of, of leaders. So um, I don't know if you're out there and you're hearing this, like we would love, I know Daniel and the, the team would love to connect with you and, and say, yeah, let's, let's make that happen. There's something to Absolutely. this vision in which you can pass that faith on. You don't have to have the answers. You don't have to have it all figured out uh, more than anything as we've just been talking. <clears throat> you just need to show up. Yeah. And just be present, you know, and, and, and these guys will come alongside you. So Yeah, be present, be yeah. understanding, create a safe space for those kids. That's good. You know, they're going to keep coming back to you. Yeah. So each week you had a, a bottom line, or each day you had a bottom line in this XP. Um, and the one that we kind of chose on Sunday is this um, thing that you talked about, Kevin, that you got to sometimes get out of the boat. Yeah. Um, and... This actually started a really good conversation with um, Charlie and I, who is uh, Charlie's my seven-year-old, and she's she's definitely in a phase of being afraid. Mm. There's a lot. Of, it's probably fairly normal, but um, she's just afraid of a lot. And she's mm. I was talking to her about what are you most afraid of, and she comes in our room um, and wakes us up at bad hours of the night <laughs> I'm like we gotta figure this out like what are you actually afraid of you know like, like get a candy know. cigarette and go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah. yeah and she came Bottom in drug. so like I was asking her and she said I'm like are you worried about like monsters or something like come yeah. like are you monsters in your closet she goes no 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 they're not in the closet like they're oh, under the bed are they under your bed no 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 they're in the vents <laughs> and I'm like really like you think the monsters are in the vent? Poor thing. Oh, anyway, um, hard to check in there. No, no, they're not in the closet, Dad. That's too obvious. <laughs> it's too. It's it's just too hard to Jeez, take off the Dad. vent and like put a yeah. broomstick in there. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but oh, um, poor thing. We had this conversation. Actually, it was it was actually a couple messages mixed together. Where I think it was last week, where Jesus is telling the disciples after the uh, parable of the sower. The disciples are super confused about it, and they're like, what's happening? You know, we, what are you saying, Jesus? We don't understand. Yeah. And he talks about the the seed that's getting choked out. And what mm. he says right after the seed that gets choked out by the weeds, he says, um, the worries of this world are one of the things that is choking yeah. out your relationship with God. Yeah. And it really, that impacted me, thinking about how our fear, mm. it's not this passive thing. Like, our fear actually can get in the way yeah. of our relationship with God. And so yeah. I was kind of explaining that and she brought up Peter mm. and how Peter was afraid. I'm like, dude, she's totally getting it right That's now. That's awesome. She didn't even put on the dad lecture face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Broke right through that. But this idea that that Jesus is calling us to do something that we're afraid to do or, yeah. it, or Jesus is calling us to bring him our fear. And I mm. just, I mean, it was just a huge thing to be able to talk with Charlie. She's been praying about it now for the last wow, couple nights and, so and just bringing the fear. Um, and we're trying to interject also logic that monsters don't exist and that they're not yeah. in the vents <laughs> and that kind of thing. But um, yeah. so anyway, it, it's that kind of thing, like to, to enable conversations that parents can have with their kids. I got to think that's a big piece of what you guys are trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We talk a lot about that. You know, um, we have this resource that any parent can use. Um, it's kind of 
it goes along with our curriculum. It's called Parent Q, and uh, they have an app that you can download. You can uh, add your kids to your like family profile, and like we talked about earlier, it'll tell you how many weeks you have left with them, which is scary. <laughs> but uh, it will also give you these. I'm gonna go ahead and turn notifications off on <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. <laughs> it'll also give you these really great conversation prompts, like. Uh, for different times of the day too, mm-hmm. like you know, you're eating breakfast together before sk- school. Here's something you can talk about. Um, you're driving in the car. Here's something you can talk about. It's dinner time. It's bedtime. Whatever it is, and uh, it's gonna tailor that to different ages. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a two year old, bedtime's gonna look like you know this way. But once they're you know 14, you're not yeah. uh, <laughs> singing your Veggie Tales song to them yeah. or whatever, right? So <laughs> I can't make it to my 14 year old's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, eventually that bedtime will be later than yours. Yeah. Then it gets yeah. tricky. She's like 11.30 midnight sometimes, and I'm like, all right, peace. Maybe you could record yourself. <laughs> yeah. you know? Holograms, Hi, are those like a, a robo yeah. This is your father. <laughs> Go Welcome bad. to bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, that's just a great resource, something you can use, and it's really about keeping that conversation ongoing, mm-hmm. right? Like, none of this growth happens in an instant. So, yeah. Kevin, when you talk about... Um, this idea of getting out of the boat, facing your fears, um, sort of this journey of following Jesus, would you say that that looks different, or actually all of us, does that look different for adults and for kids? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it looks the same in the sense that I think Jesus is is extending the same invitation, right, to come follow me. Um, and that will look, I think that w- that will look different for each age bracket, what that may look like. Um, but I think the same sort of, you know, vision, like the, the idea of Jesus again out on the water, um, which someone came after me up, up to me after first service, and I actually didn't know this, uh, but they, they were just saying like, most likely all of those disciples didn't know how to swim. Which oh. is really interesting, oh. and and it, he actually makes a good point. He's like they were in the first century terrified of of large bodies of water, right. like it was just emblematic of chaos, and it's not like they necessarily had pools they were jumping in for for birthday parties or whatever. And so I hadn't even thought about it. He said most likely those guys didn't know how to swim. So like mm. it's one thing to go out and walk on water when you know how to float or swim or right. whatever, but thinking of Peter who may not have known how to swim getting out, like that's pretty profound to think when he's taking that step like that. Yeah. You know how much uh, of a quote risk he was taking. So, so I don't know. I think there, I think it looks different. You know, as you're talking about with Charlie of like the monsters and the vents. Um, like there's a moment right where she's learning what it means to trust, mm-hmm. and and her perception of that moment is very much the same as like when I think about when Lindsay and I transitioned to the Bay Area, and her perception of like how do I trust Jesus in this is is probably quite similar to me when I said okay how do how do we trust Jesus with uprooting our lives and moving to a place we don't know anybody um, but believing that god was calling us to follow like there's a level at which yeah it'll look different for kids and adults the circumstances will be different but but i don't know how uh, different the um, perception of it is right it's still the invitation to trust um and kid you know kid will wrestle with that adults will wrestle with that um you know all of us do at some levels like do we do we really trust to to put our foot out on the water and begin to pursue jesus um, that, that takes a profound trust. Yeah. And there's something special about the f- faith. Like Jesus talks about like the faith of children. Mm-hmm. Right? Like um, what is it about kids that Jesus is speaking to? Is mm-hmm. it something that we lose as, as adults? Mm-hmm. That kids can embrace trust easier than us? 
Yeah, I mean, kids just have so much natural joy, right? They love mm. the things that they do. And I think we get old and we become curmudgeons, right? <laughs> like, oh, another work day, another yeah. Monday. Ah, da, 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 da. Kids don't have that. They just love to be in the space they're at. And even when something hard comes along, they usually bounce back. So, uh, yeah, but I think that's just kind of emblematic of where Jesus wants us to be, right? Like, he wants us to have joy in the life that he has set up for us here. And it's not all just about working ourselves for what we're trying to accomplish or what we think God wants us to accomplish. But it is being appreciative and thankful and joyful for what we do have currently. Right. Hmm. Glendy, as a parent, what is this, uh, what does this mean for like your family, this idea of following Jesus? Like, how does that look for your kids and, and your family? Um, I think for us, we, I think Drew and I really want Caleb and Malia to know Jesus on their own as well. Um, we don't, it's, I think it's easy for families who go to church. Their kids tend to be like, well, I'm going to my parents' church or Mm. I'm following Jesus because my parents are following Jesus. We want, I think for Caleb and Malia, we check in to see where they are on their walk. Um, you know, they on their own, they pray at night. We actually don't do much bedtime with them anymore. It's kind of sad. Like I will still check in before I go to bed, but, um, they're pretty much on their own, like, Hmm. um, telling God about their day and then praying about it. And then when Caleb has time, he'll journal, um, but that's that's where we are in our life, and I I think Drew and I really want Caleb and Malia to have this their own, not mm-hmm. because we believe in Jesus. Like we want also as a whole believe in Jesus. Yeah. There's some connection to as we're thinking about you know Jesus does place um, a kind of respect or, or a uh, honoring position for kids and like come to me like a child comes right. And I was I'm just thinking about. You know, the point of Peter getting out on the water, there there wasn't like, there wasn't a destination he was going to other than Jesus, right? There wasn't like, it's not like a skill that he was hoping Peter would acquire so he could walk on more waters, right? Like, there's something about the journey that he's teaching Peter with. And like, kids are naturally, like, the kids love the journey more than they love the results, right? Like, you know, right now, my youngest is in a, you know, classroom across campus and she's bought her coloring book this morning, My Little Ponies, and she's going to color like, 15 of those things and sometime within the next week those are all going to end up in the garbage <laughs> and she probably won't even be that sad about it because there's something in the act of like coloring when you watch kids do art they're not really as worried about the end result as they mm-hmm. are in the creating the journey of it yeah. and and I can't help but think like that's I wonder if that's why Jesus talks about you know come to me like a child have the faith of a child there's something where kids get that inherent it's just about the journey of walking with Jesus. It's not about efficiency. It's not about results. It's not about that. It's just, just come with me. Just come with me. And like, that's, I think what Peter, you know, what Jesus is inviting Peter to is come out on the water. You know, there's not like a, you know, whatever the reward would be out on the water other than Christ. Right. But then I think kids get that like journey, that inefficiency of a kid's faith is like, yeah, I'm just here for the journey. Hmm. You know? Hmm. That's good. 
That's why slime was so popular day one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also think about for kids, um, they as well have these situations where they need to get out of their own boat as well, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think sometimes it can be easy for us to trivialize that a little bit. Um, like, I mean, not that you did this, Brandon, but in the example you gave with Charlie, it's easy to think like, oh, monsters in the vents. Okay, dude, like go to bed. Uh, but in that situation, uh, you have a child who's like literally their brain is not f- developed enough to fully mm-hmm. distinguish real from fake. And that should not be trivialized. You know, we should empathize with kids and know that when they have those moments that they need to trust in God. Daniel, I think you're like spot on when you talk about, again, like what a, what's going through a kid's mind isn't something that, you know, their, their perception is their reality, yeah. right? And they're experiencing yeah. that. And I think that is why when we talk about it, we've even mentioned a few times this idea of needing to widen the circle mm-hmm. um, of saying we need multiple influences in our kid's life. Like I know as a parent, uh, we've tried to be really intentional with that. And a lot of that is, again, people from within this faith community. And that's, um, that's the gift of a church like CPC that's been around 55 plus years that has people across every generation um, worshiping in the same building. You saw that again Sunday uh, as we were playing uh, wave ball. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so wave ball and watching, watch. uh, you know, these giant beach balls just smash into every age group yeah. <laughs> in the building yeah. it was beautiful. And, <laughs> yeah. and there's a sense, I think though, you know, I, I, I'd love to just, I know Daniel, you got a kind of a, a way you want to close too. And I just love to, to say, gosh, church, this is, this is one of the ways that we live as the family of Christ is that we serve one another and we give back to others. And so if you're out there and you, you are um, wanting to get involved, wanting to pour into the next generation, um, don't hesitate. Reach out to Daniel um, or to Glendie May and uh, connect with them. But they, they would love to plug you in because, again, this is um, pivotal. The, the, the work that you all do, the work that so many of our volunteers did this past week at Summer XP uh, makes an, an influence and a, and a deep impact um, you may not see it that week. You may not see it next week, um, but but I promise it does. It's it's building a legacy of faith across this church, and so we just invite you to get involved. We need we need leaders. We need people who want to do that and pour in. So get involved. Like Caleb and Malia, this week they're just like, hey, I want to serve mm. next summer XP. I was like, really? Like I'm doing cartwheels inside. Yeah, yeah, and so much of the things we strive to do as people who follow God are meant to be done in community, right? Like we're Mm -hmm. not meant to do this journey on our own. When we get out of the boat, it's not meant to be this test of our own will and strength, right? (laughs) Like that's not what it's about. It's about uh, knowing that you have the support of these people that are like-minded. And I think sometimes we can forget that kids need that too, right? And Uh, us as adults i mean we can probably all think of a few people that we could lean on when we need that and you know kids have their friends right but that's not the same thing Mm -hmm. and so i think it's really important for us to work to make sure kids have that community and that's what we mean when we talk about widening the circle is we want to make sure kids have a variety of adults they can go to because we touched on it earlier but Sometimes um, the kid's not going to want to go to their parent with certain things, right? Um, It's just going to sound better coming from someone else. And so uh, me and Glendy and the rest of our team, you know, we want to be a part of that community. We want to be a part of your kids' lives, your family's lives. And uh, I would just really encourage you guys, you know, we don't want to be the people you drop your kids off to on Sundays. We want to 
be a part of those, uh, you know, those piano recitals or gymnastics meets or soccer games. Uh, we want to show up and be a part of the celebrations and the hard moments as well. Um, so I would just uh, encourage you and invite you to, uh, hey, let us know when those events are happening and we'll show mm. up. We want to show up. Um, let us know when those hard times come as well. and We'll show up then too. Well, thank you guys for everything you do um, for the tireless work. You guys are here on a Monday after yeah. the busiest week. Uh, you guys have been prepping for this, I know, for at least three or four months. So thank you for all the work you guys put in and for everything that happened last week. And we're, we're lucky to have you in our, in our kids' lives and in our lives. So with that, thank you for checking in, and we will talk to you guys next week. Succeed together. <laughs>